Hi, I'm Tasha, alcoholic. Hi, Tasha. Can you guys hear me okay? Good? Okay. Um, congratulations on your 24 hours and your nine months, Holly. And welcome. <laughs> and welcome to anybody here that's new. I mean, I'm new. This is the first time I'm here. Thank you for asking me to, um, thank you for asking me to speak. It's, um, it's always, um, it's always an honor to, you know, to share. But, um, again, my name is Tasha. I'm an alcoholic. My name, um, my sobriety date is March 23rd, 2012. And, you know, that, that is not my first sobriety date. That is not my first sobriety date. I'll, um, I'll tell you what it was like. Well, um, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm originally from Utah. My parents were normal parents. It was me, my parents, and I have a brother. And they, they were not alcoholics. But my childhood was just, it was normal. You know, we, we hung out. We would go on vacations. My parents were always there. But I know, you know, when I was younger, I was just... I was crazy. I um, I started drinking when I was 14, and my cousin was babysitting us. And him and his friend had him and his friends were drinking, and he asked if I had wanted some, and I said yes, of course. And I started drinking, and I remember they were drinking um, Miller High Life. You know, like the quartz that they were the Miller, the, not the MGD, because those are the 40s, but um, they were the 32 ounce. And um, they were they were drinking the 32 ounces, and I wanted some, and I remember drinking, and I got that little buzz, and I remember I loved that feeling. I was laughing, I was joking around with them, I was annoying, and um, I remember they were trying to get me to go to sleep, and I didn't want to because I wanted to keep drinking. And, you know, I went to sleep, whatever, and that was it. You know, I still, I was in, what, 10th grade, 9th, 10th grade, and I started, I didn't drink, like, right away, right then, but as I got older, I was able to find this place that sold me alcohol, you know, sold, um, sold me alcohol. So I'd go there, we'd go there on our lunches in high school, we'd drink a lot, you know, we'd go get, we'd go get alcohol, and I was able to drink, you know, a lot. I was able to drink a lot. But, um, but I would have to say I had got my first DUI when I was 19. No, I was 18. I got my first DUI in Utah when I was 18, and you know, it wasn't even, to me, I thought it was, I didn't think it was a big deal. And I got pregnant when I was 19, and I have, um, I have a 15-year-old, but, you know, even him, that didn't, that didn't stop me from drinking. I had to, I kept drinking, I drank, you know, even with him, I didn't, I, I wouldn't stop drinking, I still partied, I had my parents who would watch him while I'd go out to the club, I, I got a fake ID, I was using my cousin's ID, i go out and I'd party, and then I got another, I think I got two more DUIs, and this is all in Utah, and 
I think this, I had to do time. <laughs> I had to go to jail for a couple months. But, you know, that wasn't enough. I, I got a total of nine DUIs when I was in Utah, and I was on, like, felony probation for one DUI. And you know what? Even that felony probation, I still went out and got another DUI. And I just, you would think, you, you think I'd quit, you know, <laughs> like after the first, maybe the second. But, um, no, I, I kept drinking. I got a bunch of DUIs. I was almost going to go to prison. And I just, I didn't, I didn't really care what, had, what was going to happen to me. If I was going to go to prison, I was just going to, I was going to go to prison. Um, my son, my son, um, it was really hard on him, but I never, I never, I didn't even, I didn't, honestly, I didn't, I didn't care. I mean, I did, but I didn't. I mean, I would leave him with my parents. He was always taken care of, but I would always, I partied a lot. And, you know, I ended up working for, I mean, I had to, I had to do a bunch of, I had, I remember I would come to AA and this is when you, they were, people were smoking in the rooms. And I'd go in there, and I'd be like, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me? You know, like, I have to listen to these dopes. And I have to, you know, it just, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was a joke. And I ended up signing my own court card. And then I would do all this other stuff. And I was cheating on my drug tests. And, you know, I would just, I was totally manipulating the system and just to get off probation, but I had gotten off probation, um, I met, I had met my, I met my husband, we met at a club in Utah, of course, and, um, you know, we met at a club, we ended up moving in together, and even during that time, my drinking was still, I mean, my drinking was still pretty much out of control, and... Even, like, throughout the relationship, we, you know, we'd always go out to clubs and always go out and party, and we ended up moving to California, and it was me, my son, and him. We moved to California for his job, and, you know, moving there, it, I liked it. The thing I liked about moving to California was... You know, they had liquor stores on every corner, and I could go buy my two Bud Light 40s at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'd come home, and I would, you know, I'd drink maybe one of those, and my son would be, I'd already be buzzed by the time he's going to school, and he'd see me and just look at me like, God, really? And, you know, that was, it was like that for a while, and I was... I wasn't working. I had I wasn't working. I'd quit my job and I was going to try to go to school. I ended up going to school, but I was still drinking. I mean, I was still drinking a lot. I was going waking up at like 5:30 in the morning, going into buying my two Bud Light 40s. Then I'd come home, maybe pass out for a little bit. I'd sleep and then, you know, I'd have to, you know, get myself situated and hide the beer bottles, and then my son would come home, and sometimes, you know, he, sometimes he would see me passed out on the couch, or just, you know, he was afraid to come home. He was, you know, he didn't know, like, what to expect when he would come home, and I didn't, you know, I didn't even care. It was just, 
like the alcohol and I I just wanted I wanted to drink a lot and you know I did that for a while and eventually we were going to Utah one time and I feel like I'm not talking loud enough can you guys hear me I feel like I'm like echoing or it's I don't know it's like yeah okay um Anyways, though, so we were driving to Utah one time, and I knew I needed to get sober because my life was a mess. I was drinking too much. There was a time that his daughter was staying with us over the summer, and, you know, I'm such a mess. Um, I had been drinking all day. I had been drinking all day, and I wanted to go to the store to get more alcohol. And so she wanted to come with me. I thought I was okay, and... You know, we went and got in the car, and she got in the back seat, and it was in the summer, and, you know, my ass, I I passed out. I didn't, I got in the car, and I passed out. She's in the back seat, and, you know, thank God, seriously, thank God that a lady or someone had seen what was going on, because she called the police, they came and they opened the door, you know, she's okay, she's, she's okay, nothing happened to her, you know, but they were trying to figure out, like, what, what is, what's wrong with you, or, like, what had happened, and, you know, what are you doing, and I remember kind of coming out of it, and they were asking me what day it was, and I was like, what the hell, like, you know, and I remember it was a Wednesday, because I, I knew it was Wednesday, and they took me to the hospital, and he, they came to come see me at the hospital. I'm there. And I remember I was pissed off at her because she messed up my fucking drinking, you know? Like, she messed me passing out, and she messed it all up. And I was pissed off at her. And I was, like, so mad. And, you know, she's this little innocent, was she, like, four years old at the time? Like, she didn't know what the hell was going on. She was probably scared to death. You know, with all the cops, and she came from another state, and she was with me, and she, I'm passed out. Like, what the hell? You know, and I'm so sick. I'm just like, like, get her out of here. You know, like, just fucked up. And, you know, I'm, and I, they released me. I didn't get charged, thank God. You know, I don't even know what it was. It's not even thank God. I got lucky. You know, I, they released me to go home. I didn't get charged with anything, but it was still kind of up in the air, because it was kind of like, we just moved there, she's there from another state, we don't know anybody, but, um, you know, er nothing had happened with that, but me, what do I go do, the same selfish, drunk-ass person I am, the next morning, same thing, I go out and I go get my two Bud Light 40s, and I did that, and I couldn't stop, you think, like, that would wake you up, you know, but, no, I, I kept drinking, and... It just, it was, it was stuff like that, like, you know, just little things, and it just kept happening, and by this time, our relationship's like, you know what, we either have to, like, you need to quit drinking, or I gotta leave, or you gotta go back to Utah, because, like, this shit is just, it's not happening, and, I, you know, um, I was like, okay, I will, I, I need to do, I need to do something, I don't know what else to do. I called some treatment programs, and I was going to go check myself into treatment, but I was too much of a wimp because I didn't want to stay in an in-treatment program and leave my wonderful life, right? And um, 
So I called some treatment programs. I didn't go, but I had remembered of AA. You know, I was like, you know, I remember AA because I had to go numerous times. I was court-ordered. But um, I remembered AA, and I was like, you know what? Why don't I try AA and just go and see if I hear something or just anything? Because at this point, I didn't know what else to do, and I didn't want to, like, lose our relationship but I didn't know what else to do. So I had kind of, I went to AA in Northridge, California at the Valley Club, my home group. But anyways, um, so I got, I went there and it was a noon meeting. I remember listening to all these crazy people and all their wild stories and everybody was laughing and hugging and, you know, I was like, are you kidding me? Whatever. But I sat there and I was listening to everybody and I was like, oh my God, like, I related to every single share, every person that talked, and, you know, I was listening, and it made sense, and I was like, I kind of like listening to people, that gave me a little bit of hope, you know, and I kept, I kept going back, and I was like, you know what, I can, I can try this, I don't know shit about it, but I can try it, and I remember going, and, you know, I... I had met some friends. I didn't really, I still didn't understand what it, I still didn't understand, but I was still going. You know, I'd have to raise my hand as a newcomer. I didn't get that, but um, I did it. And I remember just being scared also too, because, you know, like this is, this is is totally out of my element. And, um, but I kept going. I kept going. And I eventually, I, I got a sponsor and it's funny, too, because I remember we were driving to Utah one time, and I was telling him, like, I don't, I don't know how to quit drinking. I don't know. I remember telling him I was afraid because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with my life. I don't know what's going to happen. That's all I've known for the last 18 years. And what am I going to do? How am I going to live? How am I going to function? Who are, I'm not going to have no friends, you know, and... And he was like, you know what, just go and maybe you can, you can hear somebody that you can relate to or you can get the support you need, you know, because his ass is normal and he doesn't need all this. But, um, but anyways, but, um, so anyways, I, I started going to the program. I got a sponsor. I stayed sober for about 30 days, 31 days. He had to work at night. And I got a brilliant idea that, you know, why don't I just drink a little bit and he won't know because he's going to be at work and he's going to be gone all night and I'll be able to hide it and he won't know. You know, that was crap. We all know that's crap. And um, he knew what was going on. And, you know, that day, it, it, just, it just kept happening. It just kept happening. I'd get a couple days, go back out. I'd get a couple days, go back out. I'd have to stand up as a newcomer for like almost nine months. And um, I remember talking to one of, my, one of my good friends in the program and telling her, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, I really want this, but I don't know how to get it. I don't know how to keep it. I don't know what to do. And it was so frustrating because I wanted it. I just didn't know how to do it. I just, I, I could not stay sober for anything. And... She would tell me, you know, Tasha, just keep coming back and you'll get it when you get it. And, you know, that's all I remember her telling me. And I, I kept coming back and 
It was hard. It was hard. It was really hard to have to, you know, stand up as a newcomer. And I remember asking people, you know, how much, how much time they had, and they would tell me, you know, a couple months or, you know, two weeks. And I would be like, how is that possible? You know, like how 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 can you stay sober? You know that long, and it was amazing to me that someone could stay sober for two weeks because I couldn't get three days. And I would listen, but you know, I kept coming back, and you know, eventually March twenty third, two thousand twelve. I still remember. I still remember that. I still remember my last drunk because I had. I had we we got in a fight. It was St. Patrick's Day, and of course, I created an argument because that's what we do, so I can get out of the house. I created an argument. I wanted to go drink my green beer, so I went out. I got drunk. I stayed drunk for five days, and I remember during those five days, I was drinking a forty, and I remember thinking like, "Oh my God, when is this ever going to end? Like, why am I keep drinking? I don't even like it anymore." I'm drinking it, thinking like, you know, I just wish the insanity, you know, the insanity. And I was really thinking like, God, I hate this, but I'm drinking it. But if I don't drink it, then I'm going to get sick. But I don't want to drink. Oh my God. But um, anyways, though, so you know, I, I March 23rd was a Friday, and I had been drinking five days straight, and I woke up again. I was I woke up like clockwork. I swear, five thirty every single morning because I had to go get my forties. But um, I woke up five thirty, and part of me is like, Tasha, just stay home. You know, Tasha, stay home. You really, you know, you don't want to drink, but you do, but you don't. But I've been drinking for five days, and I'm gonna get sick if I don't drink. So um, I was praying. I was praying that day, like, please, just help me stay home, please. Just don't let me go out that door. And I, I stayed home. I did so much praying. I was sick. I was throwing up. I couldn't drink nothing. I couldn't. Everything was just coming up.、Um, I stayed home. I was watching Celebrity Rehab, the first two seasons, and I related. I was relating to these people because I, I, I couldn't go to a meeting. I was too sick. So I was like watching a meeting at home. You know what I mean? Whatever. But、um, so I watched two. Two seasons of Celebrity Rehab, sick as shit, and you know that day I stayed sober. It was I stayed sober. I remember calling him like, "Oh my God, I don't know what to do." And I was I was so all these emotions, and I stayed sober that day.、Um, I didn't go to meeting, but Saturday morning I went to a women's meeting, and and I ended up. Standing up as a newcomer, I remember going out with some women after the meeting and sharing with them, you know, like what had happened. And I just, I don't know what to do. And they talked to me. We all ate, and they gave me, they gave me so much hope. Like it's going to be okay. You can get through this. And you know what we tell each other. You know, stay close and stay connected and get commitments. Go to meetings. And I have no idea what is so special about March twenty third. You know, but that day I kept that day for over three years, and it still amazes me that I'm this sober. You know, if that makes any sense. But、um, so I get sober, and I get the 30 days, and I get the 60 days, and the 90, and 
you know, the year. But um, during that time, it was it was crazy. You know, I had to I had to get a sponsor. I had to start working the steps. I remember this guy gave me a commitment at a dance that we were like doing an alcathon, and he gave me a commitment to run this stuff. And I was like, I don't want to go to no fucking dance. You know, what am I going to do there? I can't drink. And I know I drink, but I know I can dance better when I'm drunk. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we, I, I'm going there to the, cl- I'm going there to the club. I'm going to the Alcathon and, um, I dance sober and holy cow. You know, it was, it was just, it was that. I had to get commitments. I got so many commitments. You know, I had to, I just had to get commitments. I knew I, had, I needed commitments. I had to stay close. I remember going to so many meetings. Sometimes I would have to go to three meetings a day just because the, the chaoticness that's going on in my head. And um, I got meetings. I met so many women and even the men. I met so many, you know, decent men. <laughs> and um, I remember going to lots of um Meetings, and I have to say, I, I started working the steps, and you know, I just, you know, I was able to stay sober. And during sobriety, you know, during these last three years, um, you know, like we met in a club, and we ended up getting married June first, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, it is. We've been married over two years. Anyways, so we got married. And we had a sober wedding, and there were people that drank, but it wasn't even a big deal. You know what? I mean, it was. We had all of my sober friends that came up from California to um, my wedding in U- our wedding in Utah. And one of my um, one of my good friends, she was one of my bridesmaids that was from the program. And you know, I I ended up getting knocked up. And I had a baby. When did we have him? January 7th, 2014. You know, and I have this adorable little monster who's 19 months, but he, he, he sees a sober mom. And my other son, who's 15, he's there. He's in our lives, and he's, he still has little glimpses of the past. But, um, you know, I know that it's never going to change. You know, he's always going to have that, but... Hey, right now, I can stay sober for right now, for today, for myself, for my family, and I have to just make a living amends to to them, to him, through all the chaoticness. But um, you know, but so many beautiful things have happened. Um, just you know, I like I said, I had nine DUIs, so of course I didn't have a valid license, but um. I was able to finally get my license. I had it. Um, I have had it about two years now, and that's that's amazing. You know, I always always thinking like, you know what? Who cares if I get a license? Like, it's no big deal. Like, who who needs who uses a license? Like, honestly, I never thought I would get it, and it wasn't even a problem. But that's just I was just gonna keep keep driving on a suspended license, and um, I. But now I see the importance of it. You know, of having a valid license. And um, we, you know, throughout sobriety, I think that working the steps and putting so much into the program, like I really, I feel like I had to really invest in it. I had to get involved and put so much into this program, and I have gained so many beautiful things out of it. It's I could go on for days about, you know, what has happened, 
But, um, you know, <laughs> one thing I have to share, though, because I have been going to junior colleges for, like, the last 15 years. It could be longer. But um, I finally graduated from college, and I got my associate's degree from AMCC just this last May. And I'm starting at ASU in the fall. Like, who fucking does that? You know, like, that's... I never could, I didn't even tell him. I'm like, I'm going to go to a university and shit, this shit's real. And, um, but you know what? I have to say that I'm so thankful for this program because I could have missed it if I, if I just didn't take, you know, the right step or the right turn or, you know, I don't know. I could have missed it. I wouldn't have this. I know for a fact that if I don't have my sobriety, I don't have anything. And... I have to really, you know, um, I have to really thank my higher power, who I choose to call God, and I really have to, sometimes it's, it is tough, you know, um, sobriety isn't for wimps, I want to say pussies, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sobriety isn't for wussies, but um, it's a lot of work, but the payoff is so amazing and you know we moved here we moved here um october of how much time do i got oh shit really damn oh i thought i had to wrap it up anyways so we we moved here um october 2014 we we bought our first home but you know like that that is one of the benefits of working the steps and staying into action because, you know, I, I didn't have, I had so many, I had so many, um, hospital medical bills on my, on my credit report collections, collections, because I always ended up at the hospital and, um, I had to work on these things. I had to do this. I had to do the footwork and, you know, I was able to clean up my credit and we were able to purchase our first home here. And, um, what I was going to say. But, you know, just this program has taught me, I mean, oh, that's what I was going on. But, no, um, moving here, you know, moving here was a huge thing because this is the first time I, I've moved in sobriety. And that was hard. It was hard because I didn't know anybody. I, I had, you know, when I was there, I had my routine. I had my program. I had my, my people. Moving here, I had to find all of you guys again. And it was hard because I had to, you know, step out and stand up again that I'm new to the area and I just moved here and, and, Nobody talked to me. <laughs> you know, I had to go up and start talking to people. And I did that. I mean, I, and I had to get some commitments. I was able to get some commitments. And, you know, um, I had to find a new sponsor, which was hard, too, because you don't know anybody. So who, who are you supposed to go ask? And um, I remember that day, that day, one of my, my friends from the program in California, she... Her husband had called me, and he told me that she had passed away because of pills and alcohol. And I was like, holy shit, like, you know, and she had years of sobriety because she had gotten, like, 17 years of sobriety, but she had gotten sick. 
and she ended up taking pills, and then, you know, it just, it progressed, and she ended up passing away, and her husband called me, and I remember talking to her husband, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and that kind of scared me, because I, I was, I had just moved here, and I wasn't working the program, you know, like I should have been, and I went to a meeting that night, and I remember I met this chick, and I was, I didn't even know her, but I, I liked what she had to share, because she kind of sounded crazy like me, you know, and, no offense, but, um, <laughs> I remember I went up to her and I was like, okay, I, I need a sponsor. Do you think you can sponsor me or help me? Because I don't, I don't know what to do. And she said she would, you know, she would work with me. And she invited me to a Christmas party. And I was like, holy shit, like, I don't know anybody. I remember telling him, I was like, I don't know anybody. And blah, blah, blah. So I, I ended up going to this party and I met so many women. And it's like, it was like my old crew. You know, from California, like my old peeps. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I told him, I remember I was so happy and I was on the phone with him, like, I just met all these women and they're so nice and la da la la da. But you know, I had to I have to get out and I had to I had to start talking to people, but you know, I I've had I had the sponsor and I'm I'm working the steps again. And you know, I, I did recently did a four step with her. And that was, that was really emotional because I thought it brought up some other things. You know, it brought up some other things that I had thought I kind of dealt with, but apparently, you know, maybe I hadn't, but wait, wait, wait. But, um, so I started, I, I'm doing, I'm redoing the steps with her and that's, you know, it's kind of like being a little bit, a little bit like seeing how you can actually see it all happen. And it's like, you can really take credit for what, what you have done, and you can see your part in it. But, um, and, you know, I, I met some women, I met some new ladies here, and so it's just, it's, it's hard, but it's definitely worth it, and I'm really thankful for you guys, and I know that without, without this, I wouldn't have what I have. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you. Thank you.